welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Anthony Kent. And I'm Derek Morris. And Anthony, I'm looking forward to the topic today. I have to confess, early in my ministry, I really struggled with balancing church expectations and, and, and family needs. So I, I'm looking forward to the discussion. Derek, you're not alone. I think the majority of pastors and, and elders and congregational leaders wrestle with that, that same issue of investing time in the church and also their family. You know, there's a Bible passage in the Old Testament that talks about neglecting one's own vineyard. Mm. And that's something that we really want to avoid have happening to, to pastors, elders and, and congregational leaders. So who are our guests today? Pamela and Claudio Consuegra. They're specialists in this field, and I'm excited about what they have to offer. And so we'd like to invite you to stay with us. We'll be right back after the break with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're exploring how to balance the, the expectations, the pressures of conducting ministry and being fair to the family as well. This is an issue that not only confronts pastors, but it's also something that elders and congregational leaders face as well. And we're delighted that Pamela and Claudio are joining us here. Welcome once again. Thank you. Now, Claudio, you've had a, quite a history of pastoring. Tell us a little about your journey as a pastor. Well, I've been a pastor for about 30 years altogether, but uh, the last eight years or so I have been more into administration, into the conference headquarters type of work as ministerial director, communications director, family minister director, vice president for administration. So in pastoral ministry altogether about 30 years, in church ministry about 20 of those years. Right, like some history and some experience. Uh, a little there. bit of experience. And we're particularly interested in the family ministries aspect right. as well. Right. And Pamela, recently you wrote an article in Ministry Magazine, it was a cover feature, about balancing family life with ministry. It seems as though you were writing from your own experience. I did. I wrote that from my heart and from the journey that we have taken together and just this whole idea of learning how do we balance ministry and family? You know, how do we balance the expectations that church members and others may have on us with, with the needs of our family? You know, a survey was done recently for church members regarding what were their expectations for a pastor. Ooh, and, and, we'll hold and, breath at that, don't we? So the question was asked, how many hours a week do you as a church member feel that your ministry leader should be putting into the ministry? Uh, you know what came out? Well, the average was 68 hours. Wow. That was just the average. But one person actually said, I feel that my pastor should be working 200 hours a week. Is there 200 hours in a no. week? No, <laughs> no, there isn't. Figure it out. So that's literally impossible. Yeah. They're not even 200 hours in the week. And yet, I think that is the picture. That survey revealed the realistic picture that we have to grapple with in ministry. The expectations of others versus the needs of our family. Right. 
Pamela and Claudia, you've had a long blessed marriage, ministering together, sharing roles and different professional responsibilities together. Was there a trigger, something that happened in your experience that forced you to, to really look at how family and ministry was being balanced in your experience? Well, yes, and we have to confess we, we have had 30 years of marriage. They haven't always been the best of years. We've had our rocky times, our ups and downs, probably like every couple. Of course. But one of the reasons for that, and I have to confess part of my fault, is that I threw myself into the ministry and neglected the family. At first, when we began our ministry, coming out of college and the seminary, where everything is so structured, you know, you go to classes, you've got papers to write, you've got things to do, and then finding myself the first week in my apartment, our apartment, in front of my desk and thinking, hey, what do I do now? So the first week or couple of weeks, trying to adapt to sort of the freedom that I had, but then realizing I have a huge responsibility, so then I was spending tons of time with the church work, mm -hmm. giving Bible studies, uh, uh, evangelistic meetings, visiting the members, getting to know them, uh, hearing great pastors saying, you know, I spend 20 hours a week in sermon preparation, so I was spending 20 hours in sermon preparation, but not with the family. So I realized I wasn't really spending time at all with yeah. my family. She really, you could say, raised our daughter, our older daughter, pretty much by herself for the first couple of years. Yeah. That wasn't helping our relationship at all. In fact, that created a gap, a distance between us, which eventually hurt us in our relationship. And praise God, we recognized that and made changes so that we're still married. Praise God to that for that as well. Amen. You know, yeah. I think one of the difficulties come in um, when we look at our priorities and what happens, the danger zone for so many of us involved in ministry, that as we, as we look at that set of expectations, the set of roles that we play, you know, here is, here's God, here's my family, here's ministry, and how do I rate those? Mm. Well, what happens most of the time for us as ministry leaders, we put ministry into the same category with God. Yeah. Yeah. And as we rate those priorities, we just lump it all together and put number one. And part of what we're trying to do today is trying to train those in ministries. You need to separate the two. They're Se not the same. Separating God from ministry. Separating God. You know, as you look at your list of priorities, yes, God will always come first. Yes. God should always take first place. Mm -hmm. But many times our ministry has taken place over our family, oh, yeah. taking a priority over our family. Yeah, and you know, some of those activities of ministry, sometimes they're not really a God thing that we've been called upon and we can be sacrificing time from from the family. Oh, those for that. 200 hours or so that the members expect because you have to not only preach, you have to be the plumber, you have to be the janitor, mm -hmm. you have to do the bulletin, you have to do all these things. And suddenly all the hours are gone, exactly. most of which is not really ministry. Yeah. And so, yeah, that consumption of time can distract from spending time with the family. Yeah. Let's, let's come to some how-to. How, how would you prioritize the, the issues of ministry? What's, what's important as far as you're concerned? The non-negotiables in ministry. 
No, and I think in, in your article you talked about those four areas that uh, that you really kind of have to explore. That you have to sort of divide your your life and ministry into. And, and the first one, and I don't know if you want to talk about it. I don't want to interrupt. Well, you there. I th I think what we need to do is maybe kind of take an inventory. Okay. Uh, and that may be a good place to start. How am I spending my time? Mm -hmm. Just to take some time, reflect, and in fact, a great exercise for folks to do it to journal okay. you know just take a week and journal mm -hmm. journal every day what am I doing throughout that day and then after the week these are some things you know we want you to think about you know start it start putting what you're doing into some categories can I just interrupt with the, with the journal how detailed would you, would you get is it just the to-do list and keeping a record of that or you, do you need to be more specific when you're journaling I think in order for it to really benefit you, you really kind of need to be specific. Right. Because many times what we do, we, we sit down at our desk and before we know it, it's lunchtime. Yeah. Or it's three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. Where did the day go? Yeah. And many times we aren't even able to think, well, I did this and this and this because the day has just gone by without a really conscious awareness of how am I spending my time, you know, and is that time resulting in productivity? Yeah. So the more detailed you can get, I think the more beneficial it will be at the end of the week. Okay. Well, that's a valuable insight. And I'd like to come back to what we do with that journal straight after the break. So stay there and you stay there right as well. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Ministry in Motion, where we're exploring how to balance family with ministry expectations. And joining us is Claudio and Pamela. And Pamela, before the break, we were looking at journaling. Tell us more about journaling and what we do with that journal once we've kept the journal. Well, I think when we actually write things down on paper, then we're able to see how are we spending our time in ministry. Because many times, like I said, we don't even realize the things that we're doing that consume our time. And before we know it, the day is gone. Mm -hmm. So journaling for a week actually gives us the opportunity to then look back over that record, so to speak, and then to evaluate okay. your use of time. Evaluate seems like a critical word there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I had a friend of mine in my younger years whose father was a pastor. And I remember him saying to me, my dad has two wives, my mother and the church, ah. but he spends more time with the other wife. And so evaluating your time, am I really being fair to my family? Am I really spending quality time with my family? Or is the church taking the central place in my life and my family is just sort of in the periphery? Mm -hmm. And so that's part of what we're talking about, the evaluation that needs to take place. Right. You see, we can save the whole world as ministry leaders yes. and lose our own families. Yes. And that really is the reason we're talking about this today, to make our families the center of our ministry, not apart from it, but to realize that my responsibility as a father, as a mother, I have a responsibility that God has given me to disciple my children, to be the kind of spouse that God has called me to be, to realize 
that you are also called in ministry to do that. Exactly. And, you know, I thought your article brought out very nicely the, the emphasis that Scripture places on the, the importance of family mm -hmm. as well. So thank you for that. So we prioritise. Okay, we journal. We, we see the important issues. What's the next step in this process? Well, there are really four broad categories of the way we spend our time. Mm -hmm. So I just want to talk briefly about now I have a journal in front of me and I'm looking at that. So now I'm going to begin to evaluate each of those items. And the first category is what we call it's not urgent and it's not important. In other words, another name for this category is what I like to call the junk mail. Okay. And we spend so much time often as ministers dealing with junk mail mm -hmm. with things that really aren't important to our ministry and they're not urgent but yet they take a lot of our time yeah claudio can you give us an example of some of those well in fact when you use the word junk mail we do spend an awful lot of time sometimes answering emails that shouldn't or don't have to be answered right away mm -hmm. uh, things like the expectations that church members have like pastor we need you to come help us pull out weeds uh, from the garden or or someone needs to take the children on a field trip you know the school children or something well they are important to some people but maybe they are not the most important things in our ministry in the overall picture of the ministry and those are the things that you have to evaluate they're different in every church in some churches especially the smaller ones the pastor is much more involved in all of those things but even then you have to decide can I really do all of those things or which of those things can I say no to so I can yeah. devote more time to the things that are more important. Exactly. Yeah. So having delegated those things, mm -hmm. what's, what's the next category that we're looking at in our journey? Well, the next category is really things that are urgent but unimportant. They seem urgent at the moment. Okay. And a great example of that is Someone calls the pastor uh, right before the sermon or the night before uh, he's going to preach, he or she is going to preach, and they say, Pastor, the person that was doing the church bulletin is sick, and we have no church bulletin for church tomorrow. We need you to do it. Yeah. Early in my ministry, I probably would have gotten up, typed up the bulletin, run to church, copy it, fold it, all those things, even though we were just getting ready to have family worship or to have family time. You'd sacrifice that. Exactly. Yeah. Now I would say we can go without a bulletin. Yeah. It is good to have a bulletin. It's good to have a program. But if we don't have one, the church is not going to fall apart. We yeah. kind of know the order of service. It hasn't really changed. So let's just follow it. We may even find a bulletin from last week mm -hmm. to follow the order of service in case we've forgotten. So instead of interrupting something that's more important, mm -hmm. to do something that is not that critically important, yeah. we have to learn to say, no, don't do that, and let me do what I think is most important. Yeah. And yet, as we go through this process, <coughs> most people are going to find that 80% of how they spend their time is in this quadrant right here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 80% of your time is spent doing things that seem urgent, and they may indeed seem urgent to some church members or to other people. But in the overall ministry that God has called you to do, it's not really important, and definitely not an area that you should be prioritizing. That's sobering, isn't it? it so is. it's, it's the urgent, but the not important. Correct. What's the next category? The third thing is it's urgent and it's important. In other words, these are the emergencies. Uh, crisis. Uh, crisis comes up, and 
I've got to do it. I've got to handle this. Yeah. Uh, and the very nature of ministry is going to mean that we're going to have things that fall in this category. Mm -hmm. They're not planned. They're not things that are in my calendar. Yeah. Emergencies happen. Yeah. Deaths occur. Uh, we have to go have funerals. The tragedies in our church family yeah. that we have to deal with. And, and yet it is important that we acknowledge that mm -hmm. and give them a place in our overall time yeah. as, we, as we're planning out how we spend our time. So I remember a, a holiday, a Sunday, which happened to be a holiday, mm -hmm. which we had planned to spend together as a family. And I got a call from one of my elders to tell me that our head elder had a heart attack oh, and died. Wow. Well, it's not the time to say, well, okay, let me know how things go, or no, I'm spending time with the family. It's one of those times when you say, I'll be there as soon as I can. In my car and was there waiting for the wife and the children to arrive and spent all day with them. And then, of course, the next few days preparing for the funeral and all that. Yeah. That's important. It is. That's urgent. Yeah. You don't postpone it. You don't say, I'll do it when I have time. This is the time to do it. And so that's what we refer to. Those things you can't delegate to anybody either. You can't say to the elder or the exactly. church, go take care of the family. That's my yeah. responsibility as a pastor. And, you know, I'm sure families understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, children of, of a pastor would, would recognize the, that's right. the, the depth of that crisis. That's right. That's right. So that's urgent and important. Right. What's the, the fourth case? There's one more thing, and that it's not, an urge, not urgent, but it's important. And what we encourage leaders to do, this is where you should be operating. In other words, you should plan, you should organize, so that what is important doesn't become urgent mm -hmm. because you've waited to the last minute. This is the most important part of time management, that we take care of things. We look at the overall picture. We look at what's coming in a few weeks, and we make sure we're ready for it. So, for instance, sermon preparation, that's important. You want to make sure that you have a good sermon that feeds the congregation. Mm -hmm. And you start first thing Monday morning preparing for that. Mm -hmm. You don't do that through the week. And guess what? Friday night happens. And then you say, what have I got to preach tomorrow? And then it becomes a Friday night special. Uh, and it may not be the best of sermons because you haven't done the preparation. Now it becomes urgent. Yeah. But it didn't have to be. Yeah. Prayer meeting or uh, studies or evangelistic meetings. If you do the proper preparation, it is important. It doesn't become urgent unless you haven't done that preparation all along. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for leading us through those four categories. We, we want to explore next the, the process, how that applies to a pastor and their family getting the balance just right and we want to do that with the next segment so stay with us we'll be back with that in ministry in motion welcome back to ministry in motion and joining us is our co-host Derek Morris welcome Derek thank you now Pamela walk us through there's seven steps to balancing ministry and family. What's our next step? Well, your next one is make sure you're true to the mission God has called you to do. And that's part of this evaluation process. If I consider how I'm spending my time, does it really meet what God is calling me to do? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, maybe I need to reconsider. Okay. The next one, set limits on the time for regular pastoral work or for ministry. You know, many people today consider 40 hours a week full-time. 
But for some reason, those of us involved in ministry give that a much greater number. And that is a delicate balance. Uh, unfortunately, I have also seen pastors who go to the other end and they just want to stay home all the time, but take care of the kids and with the wife and the family and the members are saying, we never see the pastor. Right. So there's got to be that balance. How much time can I spend with my family without hurting the church? How much time can I spend with the church without hurting the family? And it's a delicate balance. And that's where the priorities are so important and where that uh, balance again is so critical to, to make sure that both are being served properly. Exactly. And that third step. The yeah. next one is to guard and protect your boundaries. For example, protect those family meal times. Uh, Turn the cell phone off. The answer machine can get it. They can, they can leave a message and you can get back to it. We'll be careful about setting the boundaries around those sacred times with mm. your family. And they are sacred. Yeah. Mm. I learned that lesson with a, a head elder in one of my churches. We had an activity on a Sabbath afternoon. And of course, I expected my head elder to be there. And he said to me, Pastor, I won't be coming. And I said to him, we need you here. You're, you are the head elder. And he said, no, I'm going boating with my boys. And he told me, I mean, with tears in his eyes, he said to me, Pastor, the time that I spend with my family is very important. Now, remember, I support you in the ministry. I support the church. My family is very important. You know, he taught me lesson mm -hmm. as an elder about how to take care of my family. I tell you, I, one of the saddest days was when I had to bury that man, one of the best elders I ever had. But now I still meet his family, all very much involved in the ministry of the church. Yeah. He must have had an impact without having to go on some sort of church mm -hmm. activity. So those are the boundaries that we talk about. Mm -hmm. The next one is when a ministry leader has regular times for the family and is very careful about guarding that, then it's easier for the family to accept when a crisis comes. When an emergency comes, you know, dad or mom, I realize you have to deal with that, but I know that I'm important in yeah. their life. So we tell the pastor in your calendar, set aside, say, an evening for your family. So when someone says, Pastor, can you come over or can we do this? You can say, I have an appointment. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say it's me with my family or with my wife. I have an appointment. Mm -hmm. You respect everybody's appointment. Including your family. Absolutely. Right. They are also members of the church. Yeah. <laughs> and so make sure you keep those appointments as sacred as any other appointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And train others to do ministry. You know, many times we think we have to do it all ourselves. When one thing that God has called us to do is to mentor and to train other people. Don't rob others of their mm -hmm. opportunity to do ministry yeah. because you think you have to do it all. You know, a phrase that came through in your article was train, trust, and delegate. Yes. And I, I thought that was just putting it ever so nicely. You don't have to be everything for everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can't, in fact. Yeah, yeah. The next thing, take your vacation time. There's so many ministry leaders that uh, their vacation gets shuffled and there's no time. Well, let's be honest. There's always an emergency. There are always ministry things to deal with. But we need to guard those vacation times with our family and make sure we take them. It's amazing how many pastors have told me, you know, I can't remember the last time I had a vacation. Mm -hmm. Why not? You should. In fact, as you look at your church calendar, that should be the first thing you put in your calendar. Because if you wait till the church life takes care of the calendar, you'll never find no, time for your right. vacation. So I look at two, three years on the road and set up my vacation times and then everything else fill in the blanks, not the other way around. Mm. That's a good idea. And the last one is learn to say no and don't feel guilty about it. Keeping in mind 
like I said, that this is part of your ministry and that this is part of what God has called you to do because, after all, we want to spend eternity with our families. In heaven. Mm, exactly. You know, there's a text that comes to my mind where in, in the Psalm, Psalm 32, it, 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. And it sounds like... It, we need God's blessing to be able to follow those practical guidelines. Yeah, when you say that, learning to say no, that's so important. I remember in one of my churches, um, my elders saying, uh, can you meet with the elders on Sunday morning? Well, that was our family day. And I said, no, I can't. Well, the former pastor did. You know, they kind of put that guilt trip. The former pastor did. And I said, listen, if you, got, if you guys want to meet, I hope everything goes well. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> But I'm not going to go there. But it's only the morning. No, it's the whole day that's canceled out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to say no. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's finding that balance, isn't it? And just in a few brief seconds, we've, we've looked at how there are certain crisis things that can come along. What about looking at the family? Is there certain stages and ages of our children that we really need to particularly protect and guard? You know what? I have to say, as a parent of young adult daughters, every age is important. We do have a daughter right now that's 28 years old mm -hmm. and one 23 years old. Mm -hmm. And our sending her that message that she's one of the most important things that God has given us, it doesn't diminish mm -hmm. with her age. And even now, in our busy travel calendars, there are two days of the year that we're just not available. And those are our girls' birthdays. Right. We so, know in August we'll be in Texas. And in July, we'll be in Missouri mm. with our girls. Wonderful. So whatever age, whatever we need to age. find that balance. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us on your insights. And thank you, too, for joining us as well. There are an array of resources that are available at ministryinmotion.tv. You can watch replays. Send us feedback. Feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. We'd love to hear from you. Please know that we're praying for you and wishing you all the very best in your ministry and may God bless you.